Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I believe God wants, has something very special for all of you today. I believe that he has a personal word for all of you, and you'll get what you ask for, because we were told that last night. But you know what? Um, when Esther said it, I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, that's true. Because I never used to ask, because I was disappointed. And disappointment stops you asking. And so that fact of being disappointed can lock you in. But you know the biggest thing that is going on in the church right now? The biggest issue in the church right now, which is a curse. The curse is not, nothing weird. It just blocks your blessing. And that's independence. And I was fiercely independent. Independence will actually stop you um, doing what God wants you to do because you'll say no <laughs> and you'll fight. You know, God says he will fight for us. And I love that. In Deuteronomy 1 and verse 3, the Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you. Some of you don't even believe that. But the Lord your God who is going before you Okay, because we often think we're on our own, but actually he goes before us to prepare a place for us. Um, and he'll fight for you, as he did in Egypt before your eyes. And you know what I've learned? I've learned when I'm in a battle, I have to go back to the last time he, I got the victory. You have to go back to that point of victory and go, no, he did it then. Now, some of you know, if you've read my book or not, have heard my story, but my mum was a manic depressive schizophrenic. My dad was an alcoholic, so I had no parenting. Um, but my mum, at 73, was in a mental institution. And they said she'd never live in the community again. Not because she was a danger to anybody else, but my mum used to run along major highways in her nightdress. She used to go missing. The police would bring her home when I was a teenager and say, we found your mum. I'm like, shame. <laughs> okay, bring her in. <laughs> I wasn't pleased. <laughs> um, but when, she, when I was, became a Christian, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray for her. But how many of you have prayed not believing? You know? Um, and I had a half a mustard seed of faith. God works with anything, because he works with me. <laughs> I had a half a mustard seed of faith. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to kind of believe. But when you've lived with something for a long time, we start to accept it as our norm. And some of you today need to change your norm. Your norm is not norm if it doesn't line up with the word of God. Okay? It's not complicated. Who are the complicated people? like to complicate everything. Put your hand up. Okay, stand up. No, I'm not joking. Stand up. Yeah, stand. More of you raised your hand. I'm coming out for you if you don't stand up. Come on, up you get. This is nonsense. Yeah. You know what? Good. Well done. Good. Listen, my lovelies, those of you who are standing, it's not complicated. It's really not. And we can disqualify ourselves by complicating it. We say, uh, how many times have you talked yourself out of something because you've overcomplicated it? Let's be childlike. Esther talked about it last night. Wasn't she amazing? Don't we love her? Mwah. We love her. But she talked about ask. But, you know, when you complicate, you think, well, I'll ask. But what happens if I ask? And what happens if, what if he says yes? What if he says no? What, what will I do? If he, who are those people who were doing that last night? Some, there are more people should be standing. Cause I will come out. I will come out. Anybody else want to join those? We're just going to pray. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. You're going to pray for yourself. Anybody else want to join them? Don't miss this moment. I'm not coming back here. 
Okay, this is a God moment. Don't miss it. Well done. You're worth waiting for. Anybody else? Well done. Good. See, I would have come up the back. Anybody else? Yes, yeah, see, look at you. You're like, is she talking to me? Is she talking to me? She talk- yes, I am. Up you get. Okay, put your hand on your heart and pray with me. Jesus, forgive me for complicating what you made easy. Because today, I'm standing. I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to complicate it. You said it. I believe it. And we're going to do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you sitting, don't clap these girls and drum up. We are going to celebrate these girls. Now you can sit down. If church is boring, it's because you are. I have never been bored in church, <laughs> ever. Um, and it's interesting because um, if you're sitting down and you have something, why do I get you to stand? If you're sitting down and you have something on your lap, um, and I love that we would sung that song because I was like, Lord, is this going to work? Will they get it? And then we sung, I hear chains falling. I'm like, oh, I love it. Because when you stand up, and that's why I ask you, when I finished college, I, Lord, how am I going to minister? You have to believe when you stood, it's gone and chains fell. Because if you've got something in your lap, yeah, we've all got stuff. But when you stand up, chains fell. I hear chains falling. I hear them falling all day today. I heard them last night. I'm like, God, chains are going to fall off people. People's lives are going to be changed. We're going to hear chains falling. All the time today. Amen. Are you up for it? Are you up for it? Because that's what God wants to do. Chains need to fall. And so often we put our chains in a little box. Sometimes we put a bow on it. It's like, oh, they're mine. And you know what they are? They're your excuse for bad behavior. And if I can't have any, you're not. (laughs) And I have every excuse for bad behavior. But your past doesn't define your future unless you choose to let it. Because he's already won the battle. He's already done it. Let me read you that verse that I read from the message. I have, I tried to relieve your fears. Don't be terrified of them. God, your God is leading the way. He's fighting for you. He's done it. He's doing it. You saw with your own eyes what he did for you in Egypt. You saw that he did it in the wilderness. How God, your God, carried us. A father, as a father carries a child, he carried you the whole way until you arrived here. But now that you're here, you won't trust God, your God, this same God who goes ahead of you in your travels to scout out a place to pitch camp, a fire by night and a cloud by day to show you the way to go. He shows us the way. He's a good, good father. He's a good, good father. He shows us the way. But my mum, as I say, was in there and I was like, okay. And God gave me... Two words. My mum, I brought my mum home for a weekend because God told me to. Um, and so I'm like, okay. And my mum at 73 got totally saved. Totally saved. Totally saved. She was 73 years old. And I said to her, when I started talking to her, my mum was crazy. I mean, she couldn't tell you her birthday, didn't know where she lived. And I'm like, Lord, uh, excuse me, she doesn't understand. And he's like, Margaret, you are not talking to her mind. You're talking to her soul. And there's some people in here who need to know 
that your soul needs to be well. And I believe by the end of the day, you'll be able to say, it is well with my soul. And my mum was like crazy. So I just carried on. I'm obedient. And so I'm like, okay. So I, asked, I said to my mum, which is my passion, I said, I don't want to go to heaven without you. Who don't you want to go to heaven without? Because everyone's going to heaven. Just not everybody will stay. When I was, I was in Argentina... Um, and I was doing appeal, and when I did the appeal, the whole church came forward. I said to the pastor, is no one saved in your church? And he's like, Margaret, it's a throwback from Catholicism. When they've got a visiting speaker, they want to be touched by the, they want to be prayed for. I'm like, okay, so I have to change how I do the appeal. And God gave me this vision, dream, um, and I was going to heaven, I'm I'm in heaven, I can hear the angels crying, holy and worthy, the elders, I walk past, I see Jesus and he's opening the book of life. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's big. Okay, Jesus doesn't do small things. It's a big book. And he's turning the pages and I'm here and he's like, hi, I remember making you. We've had fun together, let's have a look. And he go, I believe he'd turn every page. Now for me, he'd turn a page and find my name. But I believe he'd turn every page. And imagine if our names weren't in there. And then he'd look you in the eye, close the book, and say, I'm sorry, your name's not in here. And I, you'd be escorted from, two angels came and escorted me to heaven, never to return. I don't know what hell's like. For me, to see Jesus and then be escorted away, never to return, would be hell. Wouldn't you agree? It's like, it's, I don't mind. If I've missed something I haven't seen, I don't care. But if I've seen, to have a glimpse of heaven and then not stay. And I'm like, oh my word. And so that's why I said to my mum, I don't want to go to heaven. And my mum's like, I'm going. I'm like, mm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> um, don't be afraid to tell people the truth. I think we've got to kind of like PC. It's like, well, don't want to upset them. Listen, I'm glad someone upset me enough to get me to church. I'm glad someone didn't give up on me and my arrogant attitude, whereas I don't need God. Um, actually, you do. Um, and so that whole side for me. But my mum prayed the most simple childlike prayer and got total. She was, once she was insane, and then she was sane. So Fred came home minutes later and she said, Fred always said to her, are you all right, mum? She said, yes, thank you, Fred. I've got the Lord with me now. <laughs> when I pick my jaw off the floor, I'm like, yeah, you have. And my mum said to me, my mum was riddled with fear. Do you know that word riddled? It's an English word. It's like full of. Um, everything was fearful. She was afraid to go out. She was afraid to come in. She was just afraid, full stop. Um, and so I'm like, okay. So she said, so, when the fear comes, I'll tell it to go away in Jesus' name. The Bible says you'll be taught by the Lord. Too many of us want to be taught by people. We need to be taught by the Lord. We've got a reliance on people, I think, that's very unhealthy. I love you, but I don't need you. I need Jesus daily, hourly, secondly. And so I'm like, oh, yes, mum, do that. And literally, she went back into the hospital. Um, I phoned the psychiatrist the next day. Um, and she knew me really well. I grew up in a mental institution. <laughs> That's no excuse for my behavior, because there is none. But I did grow up in a mental institution. And I said, my mum's been saved. She said, Margaret, she's too old. She's too far down the drug route. Be careful who you listen to. 
I said, well, my Bible says, not your opinion. I love you, but your opinions don't count. Your opinions don't count. This is what counts. It's the word of God. My Bible says, not my feelings. <laughs> my Bible says, my mum will be dressed and in her right mind. So could you see her? She saw her the next day and sent her home. And she was 73. I said, Lord, give me one year to get to like her. I loved her because I was a Christian. I didn't like her at all. <laughs> it's true. And I, she grad. So I, gave, I said, Lord, 73. She graduated to heaven at 92. We had all those years to build memories. I have no nice childhood memories. So we, we built them when we were older. Because your past does not define you. Your past does not define you. Your future is not your past. Amen? And so independence will keep you from your future if you get stuck in it. Because who likes things their own way? I used to. I can't do that now. But, but I loved my own way. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this. It's okay, God. I know you're busy. I'll do this. You don't, have to f- don't fight for me. I'm very good at fighting for myself. <laughs> Who's that? Put your hand up. <laughs> Hands up. Who are the independent people? Yeah? All around the room? Yes. You know what I'm going to do next? Up you get on those feet. Come on, we're going to see it happen again all morning. Hey, it's going to happen. Look at them, independent people. It's okay, God. I don't need anybody else to fight for me. I learned to fight in the battlefields. But actually, the Bible says he will fight for you. And so often, when we're independent, we are independent. I am totally dependent on him. I came today and I'm like, Lord, if you don't do this, I ain't going. It's like, it's all right, I'm going to do it. So I rely on him, but you rely on yourself. And I know why, because you're afraid that he won't turn up. But go back to the last place. When I'm afraid that he won't turn up, I think, you did it for my mum. You did it for my mum. You did it for me on the breast cancer journey. You've done it for me. So go back to your, as you're standing here now, go back to your last place of victory. Go back to that place. And remember, he did it for me there. So he's going to do it again. You ready? Pray with me, Jesus. Forgive me for my independence. Today, I give it to you. And I'm asking that you would fight for me. I'm trusting you to do it. I'm letting go. I'm believing your word. You are my God. And I will live in victory. Not in independence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Girls sitting down, clap these girls. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Falling. Yes. Don't you love it? My trousers are falling down. I've lost weight. It's a good thing. You can sit down, my lovelies. Good job. Well done. It's brave to stand up. But you know, Kara talks about being brave. If we're going to be victorious, there's no, no battle, no victory. That's my life. I live in battle and victory. Every, I just want you to know, I haven't come here going, oh, it's easy for her. Don't judge me. <laughs> it's rude. Um, <laughs> it's rude. Um, last week, um, week, two weeks today, my daughter fell down the stairs and broke her leg and her ankle, had a spiral fracture and a compound fracture, um, was in hospital, had surgery. The next day, my husband had shingles. Um, and then two days later, my bank card 
was cloned and my bank account was emptied. I know how to live in victory. It's a choice. In those moments you think, I'm going to choose. Either this overwhelms me or I stand in victory. And there's always going to be battles. Be encouraged. The Bible says a righteous woman will have many troubles, but the Lord, but the Lord will deliver her from them all. Not from some of them on a good day, but from them all, all of them, we are going to be delivered. It doesn't mean that we'll just have a little walk in the park. When I became a Christian, someone said to me, oh, if you need a crutch. I'm like, listen, as a Christian, I've run faster than I've ever run in my life. Christianity is not a crutch. It's a passion. It's victorious. It overcomes. Jesus paid the price for us to be overcomers on the cross. It's done. It's not something you have to earn. For some of you, that's a real deal. And if you don't earn it, it's not yours. You can't earn it. Salvation. It's a gift. And some of you are really stinky receivers. (laughs) Oh, I was going to move on. He's not letting me. You are really good givers in this church. You are really good. You give your time, you give your finance, you give your love. You're actually really good givers. But some of you are really stinky receivers. Who are you? Come on, put your hand up. Yes. Yeah, a few more. Uh, who are you up there? Stinky, love to give. But when people give you something, oh, no, no, it's fine. Liar. <laughs> so not fine. So not fine. Over here, where are the great givers and the stinky receivers? Up you get. These are chains that actually stop the church growing because we need to be. Yeah, look, you thought you were going to be the only ones. Again, look. Yeah, I get it. As a pastor, I used to be a really, really good giver. I'd give, to, and if somebody tried to help me, no, no, no. I had a really good friend in England and she came and helped me. In the, she wanted to help in the kitchen. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. She'll see the mess in the drawer. <laughs> Anyone else? Well done. See, don't miss this. It's a moment. Don't miss moments on the journey. These are just moments today. But a moment changed my life. A moment. The moment I invited Jesus into my life was just a moment. But my life has never been the same. And your life will never be the same. It will never be the same. Hand on your heart. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you that you love me. You know how much I love to give. But today, help me to be a good receiver. I want to receive more love, more power, more mercy, more truth, more grace, more of anything you want to give me. So help me. I put my hands on my heart and I believe today you're changing me. So I receive it with grace and mercy and truth. Amen. Are we ready to clap these ladies? Drummer, are we ready to go? There is so much to say. If you're sitting down, really, this is brave to cheer. This changes lives. Let's really be these women who cheer our sisters on. Amen. Ready? Come on, let's celebrate. women you may sit down like who is this crazy woman (laughs) I'd rather be crazy than boring (laughs) amen I would rather be (sighs) isn't he good in Joshua 23 and verse 10 it says one of you routes a thousand because the Lord your God fights for you just as he promised 
Just one of us. So often we think, it's just me. It's just me. No, it's not just me. It's me, Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God. How amazing. We're not alone. We might feel alone. I honour feelings. I get them. But Deuteronomy 30 is my defining word. You can share it if you like, but it is mine. (laughs) Um, 30 verse 11 says, what I command you today is not too difficult. But how many of us know it feels difficult? But if he says, I command you, God knows us. He's like, what I command you today is not too difficult. It's not up in heaven so you can say, who can ascend to heaven and get it? It's not beneath the sea in the depths to say, who can go to the deep and get it? It's within you. There's no abdication. You can't say, I can't do it. I read it for years without reading the word command. Anybody else done that in the Bible? You read it and you skip it and you think, oh. But I read command, I'm like, this is a command. This is not when you feel like it, Margaret. And then he says, see, I set before you a choice, life or death, blessing or curse. Now, if you're visiting, you're not going to die. But your dreams die. Your dreams can die. Your, your purpose can die. You can put things away that God never intended you to put away. And you can bind yourself in chains of lies. So what you choose makes a difference. I'm here today because I choose to be. You chose well today. You chose really well to come here today. You chose well. You position yourself. It's a good choice. But we make bad choices. And God doesn't run and go, okay, leave you to yourself. He's like, come on, come back. And some of you have condemned yourself and God doesn't condemn you. Some of you have said it's too difficult. It's just too difficult. I can't do it. But he says, well, you know what you're going home to today. And today is like an oasis. It's like, oh, it's not a mirage. It's an oasis. You can drink here. You can be refreshed. And we can go home different. I want to go home different, don't you? I know me. I know there's work to be done. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. Um, But I know there's work to be done, but I want to keep going on the journey. But sometimes when it's not in my timing, because I'm impatient, (laughs) of course you're not, because you're lovely. I had a sign on my fridge for years which said, grant me patience, Lord, but hurry. (laughs) That's what I'm like. And he's like, but you know, God's ways are not our ways. But he fights for us even when we sleep. I love that. While we sleep, he's fighting our battles. And, you know, because we dealt with independence, but when I was independent, I'm like, no, I need to do that myself. And that's, I believe there's people in here today who really need to have an injection of faith. A real injection. It's like you need to know that you know again that faith wins. Because it's faith that wins the fight. It's faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we're all here because we want to please God. That's a done deal. But you know what? There's been times on my journey when I've just had a half a mustard seed of faith. But you know, God worked with that and my mum's life changed. I mean, he restored what the locusts had eaten. You know, I took her on holiday. She said she wanted to see Mickey Mouse. So we went to Paris and Disney and, and she saw Mickey Mouse and she was in a wheelchair and they're really kind to you if you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> Um, so she was at the front of all the parades. I'm like, oh, we can do this. Um, and we had breakfast with all the characters. And, and, you know, she became childlike. My mum had never been a child either. There was a reason. Why, there's always a reason why people are why they are. They weren't born that way. Everyone's born good. Life makes us bad. Seriously. Um, and so she loved it. She'd be, she's like, is Mickey real? Like, yes. Of course he is. He's here just to have fun. 
She's like, we're having fun. And God did all those things that we never had done. But, you know, I needed faith to, to, to step into that. And I believe there's an anointing of faith for you today. And if you know that you've got a situation, a circumstance, something you know you can't change. I couldn't save my mum. I couldn't change my mum. If medication could have done it, she would have been done. Um, 40 years in the mental institution. She had all the drugs that you could do. They experimented on her. But you know what? One of the keys for my mum, we dealt with it last night, was forgiveness. That's how my mum got saved. She forgave. She forgave. And so, if, but if you know today, I need an injection of faith. Who's, who needs that faith? I woke up with you on my mind this morning. Yeah. I woke up. He said, look, there's people who need faith. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I am serious. So we're going there. So hands up. You need faith. There's a double portion if you stand. Come on. There's a double portion. I believe that. God honors. God honors. I brought my notes in case my iPad didn't work. I don't trust um, technology 100%. It's let me down a few times. <laughs> so I brought my notes as well. Um, this is an important one. This, all of heaven is watching right now because God loves to give good gifts to his kids. He's not in heaven going, oh, she's asking for faith again. <laughs> He loves to give good gifts to his kids. So this is a two-hand. You can double dip for this one, okay? Because I believe we need two hands of faith. So, you know, faith is what moves mountains. Faith is what reminds us that he fights for us. You have to have the faith that he will do it. So both hands in the air, okay? My, this one's up in faith, okay? And pray with me, Jesus, as my hands are raised... My faith is raised. I'm asking for a double portion. I need more faith to do all you've given me to do, to be all you've called me to be. So I receive it by faith. And I'll use it by faith. And I'll give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Let's drum, drummer. How fun is this? How fun is it? It's worth my trousers falling down. You are so worth it. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, I've got it. Turn to the person the other side so they don't feel rejected. You got it? You got it? It's the confession of your faith. Now you can sit down, my lovely friends. But I want you to, if you journal, I want you to journal it. But I want you to talk it. Your language locates you. So watch your language. If you say to, I can't. If you say to a child, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. What are they going to do? So if you say, I can't, I can't, I can't. Really what you're saying is, I won't. So change your language when it comes to faith. Those, what you stood for, change your language. And, and say, once I couldn't have done this, but now I can. Once I didn't think like this, now I do. Can you see? So change your language. We listen to ourselves all the time. And some of your self-talk stinks. And if I put it up on the screen, you'd run. <laughs> I won't, but um, you will run. No, I'm going to keep that till later. You can have to wait. <laughs> Psalm 20 and verse 6. Now this I know. What do you know in your knower? You know there's a difference between knowing and knowing. 
You can know something, but when you really know something, no one can change your mind. That's the sort of no. This I know. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers her from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. The victorious power. It's not our power. It's his victorious power. We can live in victory because he paid for it. It's already paid for. It's not something you have to... He's paid for our victory. Imagine if you'd paid for someone to have the best holiday in the whole world and they never went. How would you feel? A bit disappointed, hey? And wouldn't you ask, why? I paid for it. Had you? I didn't believe you. I wasn't sure if it was for me. We wouldn't refuse that. But often we refuse what Jesus has already paid for and we fight for what he's already got the victory in. He won it on the cross. The cross is all sufficient, not some sufficient. Sometimes we treat the cross like it's some sufficient. Oh, it's just enough for this. No, it's all sufficient. Whatever your thing, whatever your circumstance, it's all sufficient today. All sufficient. We can do this, girls. We really can. We can do it. Why? Because he's done it. He's done it. All we have to do is one step at a time. And what I don't want to see you do, and I know some of you are already thinking about it, um, at the end of the day, you're thinking, oh, just take my chains. Just take them home with me. I've always been like this. It's how I've always been. What would I do without them? I won't have any excuses. No picking up the chains. If you stood today, don't pick it up. Because really, otherwise you're saying you did a good job on the cross, but not quite good enough for me. <gasps> That's so rude. It's rude. I've watched people do it. Saying, oh, yeah, you did a good job, but not quite good enough. Not today. Your chains are gone. We serve a saviour. Saviour means, salvation means unshackled. And we are. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.